Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I have with me Susie, and Susie and I are going to get into some seriously interesting topics, which include leadership, communication, even parenthood. And we're all going through a lot of interesting things, and we can all learn and be in this together. So, Susie, if you could please give me a short bio on yourself, and then let's get into this. Yeah, thanks, Ruben. It's great to be here with you. I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Verb, and we have an online learning and development platform that's focused only on leadership development. Mm-hmm. Uh, my background, I'm a social entrepreneur. I've been a social entrepreneur for about 15 years, uh, working in fintech and now in education. And um, I live in Austin, Texas, and I'm a mom of two, a nine-year-old and 11-year-old. Nice. So are you are you keeping Austin Austin? <laughs> no, I think now I'm old. I'm not weird anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I specifically said Austin Austin, not Austin weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a really amazing to watch. I've been here for 25 years. Um, I came originally as a freshman undergrad and um it's been amazing to watch this city transform. Yeah, that's incredible. So so what have you learned? I mean, what what is the big big problem that you are solving? Yeah, the big problem that we're solving is um, how to train people to be leaders in this new world. Um, The way leadership was taught 20 years ago doesn't apply for so many reasons. Uh, First of all, it was really only taught to a very small group of people at the top of the company um, who then led everyone else uh, below them. It focused a lot on skills like negotiation, right? And, um, you know, financial performance. Uh, And in today's world, we're facing crazy complex issues, whether we're talking about the COVID pandemic or political division, ethical issues. I mean, think about companies like Facebook and Twitter having to make really hard decisions right now about do we keep these accounts live? Do we turn them off? Um, And so um, leadership now, those capabilities need to be across the whole organization and companies need to be able to train every single employee to think and be and do like a leader. Um, And so it requires a different model in, in so many ways. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. I mean, I'm I'm in the process right now of doing a lot of thinking, you know, from a leadership perspective of where my time is most valuable. I mean, I find myself, you know, as a leader um, rooted in this idea that my job is to support others. And in fact, I'm not a leader. I'm I'm a servant. You know, I'm here to, to serve other people. And, and, I, and I find a lot of value in that because I think that I've just decided to surround myself with people that are just smarter than me, you know, <laughs> and and it and it sort of liberates me because you know my personality type is a catalyst type. It's a it's a starter. Like I'm the starter. I'm the innovator, disruptor, starter. I'm probably not the finisher, you know. Mm-hmm. And and by by I think surrounding myself with people that that take action, which seems to be the the word of our our year here. Uh, for both of us, um, that that's just that's just really helped me. What are some very tactic tactical tips and tricks that you might recommend to us um, as leaders? And we're all leaders. Every single one of us are leaders in our own right. How how can we just become better? 
Yeah. The very first thing I would say is to um, learn how to man manage your energy state. Um, as leaders, it's one of the things that's so easy to overlook, especially because we're probably, you know, have so many responsibilities and so much going on. So we're always rushed and hustling and distracted. But actually, your energy state is one of the things that has the biggest impact on your own performance and the performance of your team. And so, um, for example, capability that you can build uh, to manage your energy state is just to become more aware of like, you know, what am I showing up here calm, clear and centered? Or I'm am I showing up kind of frantic and distracted um, and frazzled? And of course, there are things like um, meditation and mindfulness that you know can help you manage your energy state. But even just managing your calendar differently and making sure that you have time to kind of recenter um, and really show up to all your meetings and all your conversations um, in a like really strong, um, clear, and confident energy state. Um, another one that we're focusing a lot on right now at Verb is um, inclusion. Obviously, you know, as a society, we're having to really ask ourselves, how do we create a more, you know, diverse, equitable and inclusive uh, society and company? And so to do that requires some pretty um, significant skills from leaders, things like being able to build trust, to create psychological safety with a group. And a lot of leaders don't know exactly how to handle that and how to do that. Um, so, you know, if you start unpacking like how to create trust, uh, you've got to learn skills like, um, you know, uh, mindful listening, um, being able to apologize. Actually, yesterday with my team, uh, we launched a brand new anti-racism working group at Verb. And one of the very first exercises we did in our first meeting was to teach everyone how we're going to apologize to each other when we screw up, because you can't, really get deep into this kind of work uh, without, you know, messing up and hurting someone or saying something that hurts someone. Um, and so being able to apologize. So those are some of the skills that we focus on at Verb that are maybe not thought of as traditional leadership skills, but are so needed in the complex world that we're living in today. I've never, I've never even heard of that. I've, that's, that's in my brain, that has never, ever entered my sphere of information where a leader would teach their team on how to apologize. That's an unlock. And the reason why I think that's an unlock is because by showing the empathy, by setting up that compassion preemptively mm -hmm. in a situation like that, it liberates people to not live in fear. Like, oh my God, what if I make a mistake? What if I send that email out and there's a typo in it? What if I put that social post and there was some flub in it? What if this video has a correct you know, edit in it. Oh my God, what's gonna happen? But by reminding us that we're humans, it removes the fear and it, it makes us use better parts of our brain, analytical totally. limbic systems. That, that's really powerful. I really- totally. I mean, think about you know how much work needs to be done at all levels in our society and how what's being called cancel culture is causing a lot of people to say like, well, I'm not gonna step up, I'm not gonna speak out, I'm not gonna run for office, you know, I'm not gonna say anything. But if we can all acknowledge um, that change only happens if you put yourself out there, you gotta get in the arena and you gotta try and inevitably you're gonna screw up. And so, you know, we think a lot about um, teaching leaders how to take responsibility 
And in coupled with that, how to separate their sense of their self-worth and their identity from their actions. So that if you screw up, you're not overcome with shame. You're not shutting down because you're so embarrassed. You and the whole team builds the capability of being able to say like, yeah, you know, Susie, you really screwed up on that, but that's okay. I know that's not you, you, you're not a bad person. You're not um, messed up. You know, you're not broken. It's just, you made a mistake. And, and those are the kinds of capabilities that give teams so much more freedom to create new possibilities, whether that's in your product in your culture mm -hmm. in your customer relationships, all of those things. Now, what, what is cancel culture and what does it mean to you? So cancel culture, I see as um, when there's a kind of immediate backlash, usually on social media, you know, that's in opposed to someone because of something they said or did, you know, um, you know, they, that person needs to be fired. That person needs to be taken off the air. That person needs to be shut down. Um, and, and it, you know, can often create a snowball effect of a lot of loud voices, um, piling onto one another. And, um, and the consequence is that a lot of people are censoring themselves. They're not speaking openly. And, you know, we know that diversity of thought is going to give us uh, better companies, a better country. Even if people are saying things that we don't like, uh, we want to be having discourse. And we want people to be talking. And, and I fear that cancel culture has cause a lot of people to hold back because that no one wants to be on the other side of a Twitter storm saying that you should get fired or taken off the air. Um, so, yeah. And then, so, so, you know, in terms of the business world, when we think of this and self-censorship, you know, this is really interesting because, you know, historically, maybe we were more liberal from a communication standpoint. Pre-social media, you could say you could get away with a lot of stuff. Now there's a camera everywhere. Someone's recording. Someone's documenting. Someone's sharing everywhere. So we're building this this filter. You know, the human beings are evolving to have more of a filter when they communicate. At least some some of us, <laughs> the ones that value our our jobs or our Netflix shows or whatever. Um, so is that a good thing? Is that a, is that a healthy evolution of the human mind or do you feel like we need to be more liberal and we shouldn't be, um, so deeply scrutinized when we do make mistakes? Cause that's what catalyzes this whole conversation here. Yeah. Such a great question. And, you know, another cap leadership capability that we talk about at verb is being able to live inside a paradox because so much of life is like, well, this is true and that is true. Um, one of my mentors says, um, you know, you're perfect just as you are and you could still use a little improvement, right? And that's a paradox. And I think what you're talking about is a paradox too. So on one hand, we need diversity of thought. We need discourse. We need people to speak their truth um, because we're never gonna make any progress if you, you know, and all any of the difficult issues, including the conversation about race, if people aren't speaking their truth, right? If they don't have all their cards on the table, at the same time, one of the wonderful evolutions that's happening in our society and in businesses is being more mindful to be more inclusive. So once upon a time, a lot of things probably just fell out of our mouths without even thinking about it. And we didn't realize, oh, you know, what I'm saying is not very inclusive. I'll give you an example. 
I was brainstorming with my team on some marketing messaging and we started getting excited about the idea of talking about leadership fitness and hey, what if Verb comes up with a leadership fitness score and a definition of what it means to be a fit leader? And someone on my team spoke up and said, you know, hey, that's not um, super inclusive to people that might be have a disability and may not be fully able bodied. Um, and so I think there, there's, I wouldn't call it a censorship, but I think there's a good practice that is becoming more common of just doing like a quick pause and check. Like, is what I'm about to say gonna be exclusive or, or you know, make some people feel not included and welcome in a way that's gonna hurt my business or hurt hurt my goals? So, so that's the paradox. We need people to speak freely. We need diversity of thought. We need everyone you know, putting their cards on the table and we need to be mindful in our communication and create more inclusive, safe um, you know, workspaces in a country. You, you opened up with, uh, with talking about meditation. And I think what's really important about meditation is that it, it roots us. Uh, it, it helps us resolve our egos. It helps us manage our fears. And I think that these two items in leadership and in public communication are so incredibly important. And I'll present two examples that come to mind. You know, micromanagement is the product of fear. If you don't trust or if you feel like someone is not going to do the right thing and you're living out of fear, you might micromanage. And when you micromanage, you sometimes clip someone's wings. I mean, unless there's a specific reason for that, you might be, you might be just not trusting a person. You might be building a self-fulfilled prophecy. That's a paradox. The other idea that I think about is that when people... And sometimes when people drink too much or other things, they'll just say things on social media. So you always have to be cautious about that. But what I think about is that when we peacock on social media, when we say things out of ego to provoke, to brag, to elicit certain maybe negative emotions in people, you know, that's not rooted in honesty. It's not rooted in mindfulness. It's rooted in the seventh chakra where we're just trying to get some, something that maybe is not completely pure. Now there's a place for that. You know, I love to go see stand-up comedians where that's all they're doing <laughs> for an hour. Right. Okay. But there's a time and place for that. And I think if we're just evolved and if we're self-realized to know that when we're doing something, I think we can just become better leaders and better communicators. Yeah. What is your take I, on that? I agree completely. I I think uh, meditation is is an excellent grounding practice. One of the aspects of it that I think is undervalued and not talked about a lot is actually getting better connected to your body. Your body will usually tell you your intentions, even if your mind doesn't want to admit it. You know, when you get a really irritating slack message or an email and you want to lash back you know that feeling in your body right your your hair stands on end you feel a little tingly and you kind of get like oh i'm going in for the kill your body is totally telling you in that moment that you are not coming from that clear centered compassionate space of being a great leader um and so that's one of the practices i think a lot of us could better develop is listening to that body signal and as soon as you start to feel it you're like oh I'm not coming from, you know, a place of integrity. I'm not coming from the place of the person I, I want to be every day and just stop. You know, you know where I'm feeling and 
frankly, evolving in a lot of ways is by being on, on the clubhouse app. <laughs> and, um, what I, what I'm learning about myself, there's, there's two really important takeaways that I'm getting from this, this whole experience. Okay. Number one is the importance of speaking briefly, like getting, mm. getting to the point. Okay. Because a lot of us spend a lot of time rambling <laughs> stream of consciousness and we're formulating, we're writing while we're talking. So brevity is the first thing. And then the second thing is this idea of not having a scarcity mindset. This is something I've been thinking about for years and years and years. But when you're in that room and you're a business person and you have something to pitch, you get this like surge of adrenaline where you're like, I've got this room, I've got this form, I've got 60 seconds. You know, am I a young entrepreneur in front of, you know, 20 venture capitalists where I just need to go boom and just drop my drop my pitch as quickly as I possibly can? Or do I need to stay chill? Do I need to stay calm and say, hey, listen, guys, here's my perspective. I'm here to learn, happy to connect. Don't even mention your business, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I've lived within both energy realms, you know, being in some of these rooms. And, and I can't say that I don't always want to pitch. Sometimes I, I want to be like, listen, please go download the Dub app. Please go sign up for Dub because <laughs> communicating with video is awesome. But then other times I'm just like, hey, you know, I actually have thought about this and we've developed this solution. DM me if you're interested. Mm. Or sometimes I don't even mention anything and just say, you know what? I care. I have empathy. I have compassion. And I find myself living within these different realms um, how can you guide us to sort of manage, you know, adrenaline, desire for mm -hmm. dopamine, greed sometimes, you know, empathy, compassion? How can we just do a better job to be more mindful and grounded? Mm, Basically, a, how can we be chill? Yeah, such a good question. Um, you know, there are some practices uh, that we recommend, you know, that you do every week. Um, and I think meditation for sure is one of them. Another practice is journaling. Um, it's so simple, you know, it doesn't have to be like three pages in your notebook. It can be just write whatever's in your head for 10 minutes. Um, but that you'll be surprised. Like it just moves a lot of stuff uh, through you. Um, gratitude is another one. Really simple practice. So some people do that through prayer, um, but it could just be sitting for a minute and centering uh, on what you're grateful for. But you know, I, that said, all those things to help you be calm, I think that there's a tremendous amount of power that comes from being able to balance different kinds of energy, right? So whether you want to call them yin and yang, masculine, feminine, um, you know, dark, light, whatever, I think that as a leader, you have to be able to move between different energy states. So sometimes what is needed of you is to be really, you know, forward moving and confident and bold and, you know, have a lot of uh, really powerful directional energy. Um, and then other times what's needed is for you to be really magnanimous and hold a space for, you know, something difficult that's happening in your organization. In 2020, we had to let go of 30% of our team at Verb. And as you know, anytime you have to downsize like that, it's incredibly painful for the rest of the team. And so my job, I had to be hard charging and make that decision because it's what my business needed. But then I needed to be um, very loving and compassionate and gracious and hold the space for the grief of my team. So I think the real power is being able to like dial, dial into whatever energy state is the right one for the situation you're in. Mm, that makes sense. 
So where can we learn more about you, your website, your social handles? Love to connect more. Yeah. So we our website is goverb.com. Um, and there's a lot of information on there. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Susie Sosa, Susie underscore Sosa. Um, and we have a lot of content about uh, conscious leadership, our platform. Um, and yes, would love to connect. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Susie. Well, thank you so much. So I think we we met initially on LinkedIn, and that's where I'll just continue to check out your content. So thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast, Susie. Yeah, Very thanks, cool. Ruben. I love Dub, and Dub has made a big um, impact for me in being able to strengthen my relationships with my employees and my investors um, over you know during COVID. Uh, you know, after a lot of the big events that have happened in the past few weeks, often in the morning I would get up and record a video for my team on Dub um, and just be able to be with them um, and talk to them, even if we couldn't get together for an all hands. Um, and same with my investors. I like to send them messages about what we're up to and why Verb matters right now. Um, and Dub has been an incredible product to help me connect to them emotionally and personally, even if I don't uh, have the ability to have a coffee with them or meet with them. So thank you for making a great product. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Really appreciate it. Uh, maybe there's some sort of a virtual way we can incorporate coffee into it. I'll have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something fun and playful. That'd be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Susie, thank you so much. Best of luck. And I will see you on LinkedIn. Yeah, great to meet you. Or maybe Thanks Clubhouse. Maybe yeah, Clubhouse. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give you feedback on whether you're pitching too aggressively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just put it on the top of my phone, like, don't pitch in Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, stick, awesome. stick around for some notes. Thanks again. Yeah.